Why aren't you making more money? All right, guys, I'm in a goofy mood today, but we're going to break this one down. So let's get started. Now, this is a story all about how my... Hey guys, Dino Gomez here, and you are listening to the Secrets of Coaching podcast, where we break down the nuances of growing a seven-figure online coaching business, and we are about to get started in three, two, one. All right, guys, why aren't you making more money? Seriously. This is a fun question. Um, in a roundabout way, it uh, you know anybody is is not making more. That's not making more money, or is stuck at a current income level, or something like that. Really comes down to just one thing: comfortability. Like when you're comfortable, like there's there's no reason to make more money. If there's not a specific reason for you to make more money, you won't make more money. And and it's. It's an anomaly to me the the entrepreneurs that are able to do fifty million, a hundred million, five hundred million, um, because there comes a point where you like you reach a threshold where you have everything that you could possibly want in life with with the amount of money you're making. All right, and it's at that point you have to dig really, really deep, like super deep, to figure out and your motivation for going to the next level. It's got to be it's got to be outside yourself. Because, like, honestly, like, there's been surveys done. Once you make, like, a half a million dollars a year, uh, you you basically, like, more money isn't going to bring you, like, more happiness per se. It and it's not to say that money equals happiness, but it does equal uh, more comfort and more ex- self-expression. Like, when you have money to travel or to have your dream home or to buy your parents a home or retire your parents, those types of things, like, uh, that is going to bring you some additional level of fulfillment. It doesn't guarantee happiness. I'm... Some of like the happiest people I know don't make a, like much money at all, um, but it does allow more self ex- expression um, and creativity because you can. There's things that you can do with with money. Um, now, with that said, why you know why aren't you making more money? Well, it, I want to tell you guys a little bit of an interesting story here. Okay, so I'm gonna bring you back in time a little bit. We'll jump in the time machine. So I was like 25 years old and I was living in Mission Beach, San Diego. If anybody's been to San Diego, Mission Beach is like this really hip, cool surfer town. I lived a block from the beach, and it's kind of like a, a young person's like dreamland. Like there's little bars and restaurants everywhere, and the beaches right there with white sandy beaches, great surf, um, and, and great weather at San Diego. And I was down there till about like 25 years old or maybe 26. And then, you know, you, I started to kind of outgrow it. And, and that's kind of a progression that you see amongst uh, – Younger folks um, living in San Diego, is they, they tend to start off in, in the beach areas. And then they graduate, in, in, or <laughs> graduate, so to speak, and move downtown for their late 20s, 30s, maybe early 40s. And then they settle down, you know, get married, have a family. And so then they move into, like, the suburbs. And so that, like, that's kind of, like, the traditional, like, thing that happens in San Diego. Now, anyway, so I'm living in Mission Beach, and I'm kind of getting to that age where I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm done done with the little beach scene, party scene thing. And so I decide, okay, I, I want to move downtown, and because and, that's where more of, like, the professionals are and, and people more my age and so forth. And I'm, I'm single at the time, about three years into my business, maybe four years into my uh, business. And and so I found I find this apartment that is in a sky rise downtown, 28th story overlooking all of San Diego, like the most incredible views from from my balcony. 
and the building the uh, complex was amazing right underground parking security it's gated key codes to get in and out four elevator shafts because there's four different towers there's pools on the top at the on the rooftop so that like you can get sun and have views over the entire city. Like, I mean, it was a really, really nice place. And I was like, oh, and I had a gym and like everything. I was like, okay, I, like I have to get this apartment. I have to, you know, I have to. I'm, I'm a bachelor, and like this is this seems like the ultimate bachelor pad and whatnot. And um, and so uh, I went for it. Like it was way outside my my budget of what I like to spend um, on rent. And uh, but I I went for it. And. I'll, I'll never forget the first two months after I moved in there because it was a stretch for me. All right. And so it got me out of my comfort zone because I got in there and I was really excited about it and everything like that. And I think for the first like month or like two months, like I worked relentlessly on my business, like every single weekend, like day in, day out. Like the only thing I would do was go to the gym. I wasn't really even you know, using the the fun activities that downtown San Diego has to provide, which is like there's Petco Park, a baseball stadium, and and there's all these like you know just restaurants and cool things going on, and 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 I was staying in and grinding because I, I in the back of my mind I'm like, hey, if I lose a couple clients, and this is back when I had an agency, um, if I lose a, a couple clients, like I, I, I it's going to be really tight, you know, paying rent. And uh, I don't want to get kicked out and all this stuff. So that was in the back of my mind. So I was like, okay, I need to sign some more clients and like build up my bank account a little bit more and have a cushion just in case, right? So I was grinding. And so uh, because I put myself kind of in a corner in a situation where I had to make more money, that's exactly what happened. I landed a bunch more clients and business was was growing. And after two months there, I was had a lot, you know, a good chunk of money in my bank account. And so I, I was comfortable. And once I was comfortable, then I tailored back my my work schedule to like a normal forty hour work week, and I started really enjoying like what downtown had to offer as a twenty six or twenty seven year old kid uh, that's single um, running around the city and stuff like that. And so I started doing that right because I was I was comfortable, and and then uh, business was still growing throughout the year, slow and steady, but still growing. It was a, uh, still a a, a six figure business, and. Uh, and then all of a sudden at the end of the year, right, like I, uh, my accountant tells me, hey, Dino, you need to spend a bunch of money. Otherwise, you know, it's essentially going to, you need to have more expenses on your uh, P&L sheet. Otherwise, essentially, you're going to be paying a lot in taxes. And so I invested in a, a five-figure mastermind where I eventually met my wife. And, but here's what's crazy, right? I, and I told this story earlier, but I invested in that mastermind, right? And, and that was scary because I put down 10 grand for the mastermind and, uh, what happened though is it immediately put me back in a corner where I was outside my comfort zone. So I was like, all of a sudden, my bank account goes down by ten grand, and I'm like, okay, I really need to I make sure this mastermind pays for itself. So I went through the training and attended the, all the calls and everything like that, and listened to the mentors and followed their lead. And within like six or seven weeks, I landed a fifteen thousand dollar a month client. All right, and that client stuck with me for three years. All right. So that over the course of three years, that client paid me over $470,000. Um, and uh, we had an amazing relationship. Uh, what broke us up was that they wanted to eventually bring all of their marketing in house and I was handling everything for them. Um, and they were growing really rapidly. And they're like, finally, they're like corporates like, hey, we need to actually have this in house now because of the our growth. Um, but again, it was that 
me being uncomfortable, like it put me in all those positions to, to, to grow. Um, because I, I otherwise I would have kind of just been hanging out and things are good. And, and this is proven guys time and time again, like it is statistically proven that the more children you have, the more money you make naturally, because you have to feed them. Like you have to feed your children. So if you have eight kids, like you, you naturally, your brain will figure out and, and your brain will figure out a way to make more money to be able to support a family of eight or nine. That is, is literally proven. Um, so that is, that's wild, right? But that's exactly what happens is that uh, when you, when your back's against the wall or when you burn the boats, like you are going to make things happen. And so uh, if you are, if your business isn't growing right now, or if you're, if you're comfortable, get uncomfortable, like that's where the fun stuff happens. And and I like to do it cyclically, you know, like it, um, uh, I, I will do something to make myself really uncomfortable. So our business grows and that's why it grows every single year. Um, and then, you know, normally that's a period, there's a period of time where you get uncomfortable and then you work a little bit, you work harder and you make things happen and all these types of things. And that's where all the growth happens. And then after that, right, I like to have a vacation or I like to like slow, you know, tailor back my work hours and, and focus more on my fitness and things of that nature as well. Um, and so if you're not making, the reason you're not making more money right now is be, is because you're comfortable. Like, and, and everything magical in business and in life happens outside the comfort zone. All right. And whether that's meeting how you met your significant other, you took a chance, you put yourself out there. Like it, it always happens when you're outside your comfort zone. And, and so, uh, really challenge yourself to, to ask yourself, like I ask myself consistently, like, am I comfortable? And if so, then I look at my business numbers, which actually I look at every single month. But if I notice business is, is not growing at the speed at which I, I want it to grow, then I go, how comfortable am I right now? Like, like, and, and then I realize I'm pretty comfortable. All right, I need to do something to make myself uncomfortable so that we grow faster. And, and so that's the way I always look at, look at things. And, and it's, it's different for everybody. Some people, right, they have a certain number in their head and they get there as far as the amount of income they're making. And they're like, okay, now I'm good. Now I just want to, you know, uh, grab a sailboat and, and, you know, float away um, or a, a floaty toy and float in the pool, whatever it is. Right. But, uh, if you're not making more money, guys, plain and simple, it's normally just because you're, you're comfortable. And, and so, uh, you, you got to find ways to consistently get yourself out of your comfort zone. And so, uh, to relate this back to coaching, right? Like if, I mean, like if, if you, if you've always wanted to start a coaching business, start one, like go for it. Right. And, and the thing you have to ask yourself is what it, just play worst case, best case scenario. All right. Let's just say you want to start a coaching business because you know it's a business model that scales infinitely and you want to impact your clients' lives, right? And it's better to teach a man to fish and feed them for life, right? You want to do all those things, but you're scared, right? In the back of your mind, you have imposter syndrome. You don't know if you're going to be good enough. What if, you know, what if people, you know, you don't sign clients? Like, you know, what, what will other people think if I start calling myself a life coach? Like, you know, do I have to be a perfect human being? There's all these things you might be like wondering and you want to do like, just, just do it guys. Like absolutely just go for it because that's where just crazy, awesome things happen. And if you play worst case, best case scenario, okay, worst case you go for it and it doesn't work out. Oh, well, like you're going to, you're going to be fine, right? Like the, the world's not going to end and you're not going to lose relationships and stuff like that per se. Like if, if, everything will be fine. So Play, play worst case, best case scenario. That's how I, when I was 22 years old, 
I left my nine to five job is that uh, this was a great after um, the economy really wasn't that that good at the time. And so I was kind of lucky to have a job directly out of college uh, for a marketing agency. And within six months, I quit. And I was like, nope, like I'm not happy here. And the, it was such an easy decision for me to make because I got hired immediately out of college because I had uh, online marketing, an online marketing skill set. And so I played worst case, best case scenario um, because I was sitting there talking to, to some friends and some people and they're like, dude, no, you need, you're lucky. They, they didn't have, most of them didn't have jobs yet um, right out of college. Uh, like it was taking people like up to several years to get a job out of college um, back when I was 23 because this was, you know, the, again, the, this was when the economy wasn't good. So the, the job market was horrible. And, and so people are like, dude, you're lucky that you have a job. Like you better hold on to it. And I was like, nope. Like, and the reason it was so easy for me to say that, and I was able to say that confidently and feel that way confidently is because I played best case, worst case scenario. Okay. Uh, best case scenario. I all of a sudden love my work and, and enjoy every single waking up every single day and don't have to commute and can, you know, do what I want on my lunch break and take the, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, just be happy, right, was was the main thing, and travel whenever and whenever and I wanted and still run my business and all those things. I was like, so best case scenario, I have like this really like dream job, awesome life. Worst case scenario, uh, I fail, and after three months, I'm out of money, and I go get another job somewhere because I knew that I could get hired quickly. I was previously hired very quickly. I, I knew I had the skill sets. So, if you if you if you think about it like that, guys, and you're considering like launching a coaching business, like play what worst best case worst case scenario. Worst case scenario doesn't work out. Cool, you continue doing what you're doing right now. Best case scenario, you crush it. You love it. You start landing clients. Your business is growing. You see how infinitely um, uh, big your business can, your coaching business can scale to, right? And and all these amazing things start happening, and you start having more personal enjoyment and fulfillment with your work because. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but agency work not, sometimes isn't always, you know, the, the most exciting and fun thing that some of the client demands can be outrageous, but, you know, working with coaching clients and actually seeing them transform and, and their business is growing and, and how you're, you're literally passing on a skill set that they'll, they'll be able to have for the rest of their lives and then potentially pass on to their clients and this whole cool ripple effect thing, right? Like, like the best case scenario, um, is, is ma- massive, right? So the upside is, is massive. And so, uh, you, the way you want to look at this is like is is you know opportunities to swing for the fences, right? Um, with very little downside. So like the richest people in the world, like the um, Jeff Bezos and, and those types of characters, <clears throat> they don't take they don't gamble that much. Um, they they don't gamble that much in business. They they just take very calculated risks, and they normally over the course of their business career, they only take like between 10 and 15 calculated risks. That's it. They're not constantly doing a bunch of different things. They just wait, they wait, they wait, and they go, huh, if I try this out, the downside of this, eh, wouldn't, you know, I, I would just go back to what was working previously. Um, and the upside of this, it would change everything. We'd add an extra 100 million to our business, right? That's, those are the types of calculated risks that these billionaires take that I study is is and that's their thought process is like okay if 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 we try this out and it doesn't work like facebook like okay if we try out these you know try if we try and and uh, beat snapchat and have a snapchat feature on our platform and nothing happens what's the downside of it oh, okay we we lose 20 million on the development of it or whatever you know and and but do we lose users nope 
Okay. Um, does anything else happen? Nope. We just lost some time and we lost 20 million. Okay. What happens if it app absolutely crushes it as a feature people like love? Well, then all of a sudden we take over the, you know, the actual uh, amount of time people are on the platform because they'll be coming over from Snapchat. And, and so, and so the upside of that is massive, like, like time on site on time and user engagement on Facebook with skyrocket, which increases their, their advertising dollars because there's more impressions and more users. And so the upside of that is massive. So that is a gamble that they would take. Like, this is how Mark, Mark Zuckerberg thinks as far as which features to, to add. Right. And, and so it's just a really interesting thing, right. Is that, uh, the amount of money you're making is, is really based on your, your comfort level. And, and the risks you take, you should just be always doing like risk versus reward. And if the reward is massive, swing for the fences, guys. Like go for it. Absolutely go for it, right? Because here's what's cool about business that is unlike anything else. All right. In sports, and my favorite sport is basketball, so I will make a basketball metaphor. In basketball, the most you can make on with shooting a basketball is three points. All right. If you get fouled on a three-point shot, you also get a free throw, so it could technically be a four-point shot. Uh, but that's the most you can make, four points. And technically, we'll just say three points if you hit a three-pointer. All right, so you take a shot. Best thing that can happen, you make three points. All right, so it, it's it's limited as far as as like what you get out of going for it, for taking a shot. All right, now compare that to business. When you go for it in business and you take a shot on yourself, there's no limit to what how many, you know, how, how many points you score. It's not like you nail it and you're like, okay, you got three points. It's like, no, if you nail it, you could have a million dollar business in uh, six months. You could have a $10 million business in a year. If, if, if you nail it, there's, it's an infinite, right? So it, it makes sense to absolutely always go for it in business because the downside is pretty small. If something doesn't work out, you're like, okay, well I learned, right? Uh, and if it does work out, then you're like, boom, you take off and it's a your rocket ship and everything's changing dramatically in all aspects of your life. So it's it, when you look at the risk reward there, guys, like swing for the fences because business is the only game where you can score an infinite amount of points um, with, you know, with what you're doing. There's no cap to it. And so that's the way I look at it. Um, and, and, and that's kind of also, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm, you know, looking at my business and going, okay, why aren't we at 5 million? Why aren't we at 10 million? You know, I'm looking at, okay, well, how comfortable am I right now? And, and, and am I taking calculated risks? So those are just some thought processes and stuff that hopefully help you guys to realize, uh, how much opportunity you have, especially in the online space. The ceiling is uncapped. Like you can work from anywhere. You can reach people globally online it is a dream come true era that we live in with the internet like you could not do any of this you're not like it's not a like you have a retail shop and your customer base is limited to the people that live in your city no you're online you can reach millions of if not billions of people with your message right it's unlimited capped potential so much potential so guys go for it swing for the fences right there's an infinite number of points you can score this is not like basketball or baseball. In baseball, you can only, uh, with one swing of the bat, if the bases are loaded, it's a grand slam. You get four runs. In, in business, you swing for the fences and you hit a grand slam. It could be millions and millions of dollars. All right. And so uh, that's what I have for you guys for today. I hope that's like kind of a little motivational thing with tied in with some stories and tied in with some thought processes. But take calculated risks. Swing for the fences, guys, because 
at the end of life, you're always going to wonder what if, right? And, uh, and, 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 you know, swinging for the fences and stuff like it, it beats any TV show there is out there. Um, you know, besides the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but, um, that's what I got for you guys today. Uh, we'll wrap this ep- episode up, but as always guys, keep doing you have an absolute blast with your online business and enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. All right, guys, much love. We'll see you soon. Dino Gomez here, and if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to head on over to thesecretsofcoaching.com for more resources, downloads, videos, and cheat sheets to help you grow your online coaching business. All right, and if you picked up a cool tip or strategy from this particular episode, we would love a five-star review where every single month we choose one lucky winner to win access to one of our coaching programs. All right, so that is it for this episode, guys. We will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. 